All right, welcome to the School of Bitcoin. Um, a little bit to get through today. Uh, apologies for the, <laughs> the sign-in issues, guys. Um, thanks for joining us, Virginia. I know you've you've uh, been trying to get in a couple of times, and we were um, not like allowing people in or whatever. So, yeah, ap apologies again for that as well. Um, no had a really uh, cool update, and this is a stacks update as well, um, which we'll probably share tonight. But basically, we've got this event coming up. Um, Karen, hopefully you can make it down um, to Frankston and Chisholm for this one. But I've um, been talking with uh, Andrew, the organizer, and basically it's a it's a massive uh, games event that they do sort of once a year. Um, and they've got all different, it sounds amazing, they've got all different um, like tech companies involved. They do gaming, esports. Um, they do like uh, cosplay stuff as well. So it sounds kind of like packs or something. Um, but they get all these kids coming in for this this holiday program. Um, totally free for the kids to come. And then they have a lot of sponsors um, kind of flipping the bill for, for stuff. And Chisholm fl flips the bill for this for the space. Um, but I had a chat with him. So I'm going to do a, a, a prez, um, which will be about score Bitcoin and um, Stacks community. And um, NFTs I thought would be really interesting to sort of dive into um, for them specifically. Um, and then a workshop. So with the with the workshop, um, potentially what I'm thinking is just giving all the kids um, some Stacks tokens and then running through how to buy some cheap NFTs or even mint them themselves. I think that'd be really fun. And I think it would resonate with um, a lot of the kids going to the event, but it should be really fun. And I reckon there's going to be a lot to sort of come out of that. And sort of the end goal, I'm thinking you, you might have some advice for this, Virginia. Um, sort of um, pointing them towards doing a code camp. So sort of setting that up and having um, what I'm kind of thinking is uh, they've got graduates from from the, the from Chisholm as well that are all um, like have coding backgrounds and cybersecurity, thinking picking some of them to be the um, sort of ambassadors for the program or even helping run, run some um, events and then students from this um, program actually, um, yeah, kind of attending that. So that's kind of my end goal for, for that. But um, yeah, have you got any advice on, on sort of running? Because I know you've run a couple of code camps now, but what, what's what's your thinking to sort of kick one off? Mm, um, are you, I guess one question would be, is this camp in person, all in person, or is it going to be online? In person, yeah. In person, yeah, great. Um, I mean, I don't, I would say, you know, probably starting, um, including some really practical like lab type of work really early on. Um, so I know I even got this from like some of our adult students uh, for this past camp where it's like the beginning part where you're like learning about types and like, I don't know, it can get really like just super, I don't wanna say boring, but it's like, it's hard to see like the application or how those pieces fit together. Um, you know, and so uh, I think like things like Code Academy, right? Like part of the reason they became popular is because they are just popping you in immediately and saying, we're going to tinker with this, right? We're going to like, you're going to try this out. It's going to be a super quick little lab. You're going to feel like you've accomplished something. Um, yeah. So I would just say like, including that, especially towards the beginning where it tends to not naturally be if you're following like, here's our like PowerPoint or whatever with, 
with all the different, you know, it's great stuff, but helping especially kids to just immediately feel like within the first like 30, 45 minutes of instruction that they have been able to code something, right? Even something. if it's like two lines, um, yep. they've been able to code something, I think is a great hook. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I really loved with um, Solidity. I probably mentioned before that there are crypto zombies. So you see that at school and I would like, as you're, you're learning Solidity, you're like, killing zombies sort of thing so that was, was a good way to 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 it's, it's a good hook for them for sure be cool if we had something like that for clarity i think that might be something we should um maybe even approach the um to get some funding for at some stage but um yeah so anyway that's that's kind of my goal i think uh, on the other cool thing actually virginia you might know this as well with the event they actually live stream it on uh on twitch as well so you can watch it um but they have um room for advertising so i was thinking oh cool so they do that for the vendors um but yeah andrew said we could potentially do some stacks advertising as well do, do, i've reached out to adam to see if we have any ads that we can run for stacks have you heard of anything i haven't heard of anything no honestly i feel like that's one thing that like the stacks foundation tends to kind of like lack on i, I don't feel like they generally like incorporate probably enough like graphics or or things like that on social media like I've just sort of yeah. noticed that um and I mean I know they have some decent designers um although they kind of went through a transition I know in like May where they were looking for a designer and they were having a hard time finding one um so maybe that's part of the issue I'm not sure how, if that, that got resolved but um yeah I mean hopefully I know Adam was on a trip uh, and just got back so hopefully he hopefully can get you something awesome. <clears throat> we'll, yeah. we'll we'll find out. I've I've emailed him anyway, so we can find out uh, for the meeting tonight. Anyway, um, so that was that. So that's the event coming up. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, yeah, Karen, you'll you'll have to come down to that one. I reckon it'll be yeah. Cool. Look, I'd, 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 look, I won't be able to be there for the whole day, but I'll come for whatever I can. <laughs> cool, cool, yeah. Um, yeah, Karen, we're um, it's it's something that we're working on up here. That's like um, could be a great template for us. Uh, I've got yep. the Gladstone the Gladstone um, STEM hub and part of Startup Gladstone. I've also got the Queensland Computers guy from down in Bundaberg. So right through our region here, and they're all talking about esports and gaming. Yeah. Um, so I'll have to have a good look at that and see how it runs because we've got one proposed for later in the year. It'd be like a weekend event, I was thinking, like a it's Saturday. Sound, it sounds pretty um, amazing. Uh, to be Sounds honest. Sounds pretty like, cool, the cosplay. I know. Well, um, and, and like um, they, they do, so I think they incorporate Warhammer stuff somehow, so like paintings. <laughs> Sounds like it's a bit of everything. But I think as long as it, it matches up to esports and gaming in some way, like along the way, 3D printing, like they're doing everything from the sounds of it. So, yeah, when, when I mentioned NFTs, I think that that definitely re resonated. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll document as much as I can. And like I said, there's a live stream um, on Twitch, so we'll be able to you you guys will be able to hook in and and watch that as well. So yeah, we one initiative I'm kicking off um, this week is uh, I've just put a chat in the link there. You might want to bring that up on the screen. It's for um it's for gaming, uh, but it's about you know looking at different ways of getting the kids involved. So it's fun uh, gaming. Ooh. They can create look to create NFTs. I. I Hadn't been able to find. I need to dive in today to find out about some cool stacks blockchain games. Yeah. Um. I've used I've used the Alluvium picture there, um, because that's pretty much the hottest game in in that's coming on in in um, 
as as in a triple A rated game. Yeah, uh, that runs on Immutable X, so it's like a, a first layer of Ethereum. But yeah, we've got I've got this whole program designed about how they can come in. So yeah, they want to learn to game, but they've got to go through a process of learning something like Unity, uh, Blender. They've got to pick something, or they can code. Um, cool. If they want to learn coding, and then I think with the NFTs, it's pretty cool to get them in to go. You know, right from day one, we'll be doing digital wallets. So we'll start out with Stacks wallets. Yep. And yeah, just to get them in the process. So it's like creating that pipeline. And then once they get into, I've got one kid here that's doing Unity, and he's super keen to learn to how to code the NFTs. Nice. So he's going to have to dive in and learn Clarity. So pretty good pipeline. Very very cool. That's awesome, Gordon. Uh, the other thing I thought too with the kids, um, Kieran, is I've got the Minecrafters and how to bring stacks, like what you guys were doing at, at um, school with the finding the seed words Yep. Uh, in Minecraft. I've got a bunch of Minecrafters here. They're just super keen and they're all ages up to like 15. Awesome. Um, but need to, I want to get a build project going, um, like a, you know, in a server. Yep. But incorporate it. So from again from day one, they're getting digital wallets yeah. and get some stacks. Definitely. Find Definitely. some seed words. So I, I need we, to have a chat. Why don't we build a stack server specifically? A Minecraft server? Yeah. That'd be I think that's a great idea. I think it's yeah. a great idea. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean I've I've got one of the one of the kids in town here, he's 24 now and he works full time in esports. Yeah. Like he and his girlfriend, his girlfriend's a competitor, and he's a he runs communities for one of the um one of the driving game things. So they do that full time, and I've asked them to come down. They're Minecrafters and everything. They're still twenty four. So I think there's a whole group here. But then how to get them interested in smart contracts, and then how to get interested in in, in game assets because they're already been around coding. I think yep. that's like could be a pretty cool thing. Um, we got Bitcoin. Yeah. We got Bitcoin in there. Yeah, right. let's do it. Let's let's make a stack server. I'll I'll speak to um I'll speak to Tom. So Tom uh was the one who sort of built most of uh the structure for our Rana server, but we to fill you in Virginia, we had like a, a Minecraft server that had um it was a 24-7 learning space and we had I think about 16 different countries like hosted on our, our server from our school. And it was amazing projects. These kids were doing like these massive worlds. It'd be cool to like resurrect that server. I'd be we'll happy to drive that. That could be a global project for Stacks. Hell to yeah. Bring, to bring Let's, kids in. They can do treasure hunts. They can do all sorts of things. There could be we prizes. Could, we, could, we could kick it off, Gordon, with a, um, a, a Stacks seed phrase hunt. So we can do that yep. sort of as a monthly thing. Um, so, so basically, uh, Virginia, we used to do like um, for a BTC you're using Electrum, um, so twelve word seed. Have those words like around the the server, and the kids would go and find them, like with the uh, numbers next to them, so they're not sort of guessing uh, what order they're in. Did um, you just have them on signs? Like, yeah. Like oh, microphone? so we, so we started with signs, and then we got really creative, and then so we had like words that you can only see from the sky, like down on the ground. Like it was yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, so this is actually like right up my alley. My husband both my husband and I, because we've been hiding Bitcoin in games like for since 2016, nice. um, like no man's sky and, and Minecraft, like we've been, we have, we're trying to launch some gaming, like Bitcoin, Minecraft gaming back in the day, but it's never, it wasn't the right time for it. We never got off the ground. So I would love to pull my husband, John into um, whether yeah. it's the server or whatever, um, 
So yeah. Awesome. That's this awesome. This is a goer. This is a goer. That's um because then what it does, it introduces kids with but if you're talking about doing NFTs and stuff, parents have sort of pretty much everyone knows that NFTs are cool now. They're not even thinking it's about crypto. Um, and it's a good way. And then if the kids, you've got to get the approval off the parents. Well, I think it's sort of just cool to say, hey, we're doing this. Um, you know, and then it brings the parents in as well. You got not only the kids, but you're getting the coders. And a lot of the parents, I mean, there's a bunch of parents that are coders out there and they might go, hey, I want to learn how to do my own NFTs. Next thing they're learning clarity. So I think it's good. There was yeah. there was a cool tool that we used as well where the kids actually created artwork and then imported it into pixel artwork like in world i forget what it was but um it was awesome so the kids could like literally draw something take a photo of it and then we'd import it like in world we could do something similar with nfts specifically so have them all like creating and then have like an art gallery because we had an art gallery in world but why don't we make it like an nft art gallery for stacks as well that'd be awesome all right, let's let's get onto it. Let's let's ask Adam tonight if there's resources or a server that we could use somewhere um, and make it like a global project. I think that'd be really really fun. Yeah, I've got the um. So this is the other event that I'm kicking off today um, with our kids. I haven't. I'm not organised, but it's just the Minecraft Mania one. So <laughs> this, I haven't even got a server. I thought we're gonna. Get them in and we'll find out where to create a server. But I, I wouldn't mind some professional help. Hell yeah. Oh, how cool. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's let's get on to it. ASAP. I'll um sorry I'll, to derail I'll... that one, but gaming. No, look, no, so no, no, no. Think, think, think about it. There's three and a half billion gamers. It's our quickest way to get you know, gamers are a bit suspicious about uh, to, well, there's a couple of issues. Gamers um, I've heard a pretty, uh, you know, uh, there's a bit of a trend. They're green, like, you know, so Bitcoin's not their thing. Yep. They're sort of looking for greener blockchain. So we've got to um, maybe, they're quite vocal about it, actually. So it is something we'll have to do some education on oh, about yeah. Bitcoin mining and how it could be good for the environment. Yeah. Because um, yeah. we're competing against like Algorand, um, who are the super green chain. Yeah, which is yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you could argue Stacks is is pretty green as well, like proof of transfer, right? Like absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, very green. green. All together because um, not use not have, don't have to mine new minerals for coins or use paper for notes or things like that. It's um, yeah. Very green in that respect. As far definitely. Sources. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I did see a thing on the um the amount of carbon output for fiat currency someone did like the metrics on it and it's like ridiculous <laughs> that and gold like gold mining is like nuts like it just destroys everything and the energy output's just insane so btc is like this in comparison and it's like majoritively green so um yeah things like stacks built on top of that like it's it's all green pretty much um so that's an awesome idea, um, Gordon. Let's let's action that like ASAP. Right. Thank you. That'd be awesome. I did reach out to Tom. Um, he did say he just could only help us on a consultant's basis now. Um, yeah. So I might let you have a chat with him and see where that goes. Well, and, and if, 
in Virginia, if John, I mean, if he's built Minecraft servers, um, just give me the directions. I'll get it paid for and booked up. I just don't know which one to pick and don't know where to start because yeah. I'm not a Minecrafter. Yeah, well, actually, there's, there's, so there's two twofold. So I don't know if you know the history, but basically Minecraft was bought out by Microsoft. And Microsoft, it was, it was a really cool EDU version that was run on the Java edition. Um, had all these tools and you could you could run mods and all the rest of it. Microsoft purchased them and made this bastardized version and called it the Education Edition. <laughs> Stripped out all the learning tools. You can't run mods and you need to use your like Microsoft login credentials to get into it. It was a nightmare. So I'd argue let's not use the Microsoft version at all. Let's stick with awesome. The edition. <laughs> oh, so Tom, so Tom can help us with that because that's my problem with my homeschoolers and and everyone here is they've all got to pay the thirty eight bucks to get a Minecraft account. Yeah, and, and and it's sort of I'm stuck. So we got kids here, haven't got any money, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, talk about that offline. I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, no, there's definitely definitely ways around that. Um, Okay, so the other thing I wanted to do, um, last week we had a really cool meeting with um, Jacques and he's put together this amazing um, course. Hang on, let me bring this up. And I wanted like us to do it as a community at some point. So sort of we can get everyone together um, and run through this. But basically it's a, uh, you can go back and watch the video because it'll articulate it better than me. But basically, it's it's how to get to the crux of your vocation. Um, so, like, what you as an individual want to pursue, and there's a whole uh, GitHub repo that you can uh, fork, and he's got like visuals that you can run through as well as a team um, or as an individual. But the other thing you can do is run through it as a team. So I thought for the school of Bitcoin, it'd be cool to get all of our input and all of our different ideas together into this, like as as a bit of a, an event, I think like it's because it's, it's he's put a lot of work into it, and I love the way he thinks. Um, actually, Virginia, if you haven't uh, met Jacques, he's from the Stacks. I met him through the Stacks Discord, like start of the year sort of thing. So he's a big uh, Stacks guy as well. He's he's based out of Chicago, um, but yeah, he's done some amazing work. And I think if we could find a time to get as many people. Uh, together as possible but I'm thinking creating an event around it so whether that's like in the same style as our, um, our Bitcoin uh, meetups like Bitcoin Australia meetups like so we get a, a big input from a, a large group of people or um, this, and this is my question do we do we kind of open it up to the broader community like that or do we keep it to the sort of EDU community so invite so like all of us, but also invite like um, uh, say Peter Hutton, for example, and and keep it to sort of education focus for the School of Bitcoin. Um, and obviously Jill and, and well, Jacques, obviously, because he's been involved from the start. But what do you reckon? Do we do we make it a, a, a bigger event with more people involved or do we keep it to sort of the core team? Or whatever. <laughs> about initially keeping it to the core team and just see yeah. how it evolves and what happens and how people respond and things like that and then there's more information to base decisions of what to next yep all right we could do that i think i think if we make it um well i think we've got 25 people on the, the mailing list for this i don't know if you're on the virginia but i can add you um and 
yeah, I think if we can get all like the majority of those people involved, um, that would be really beneficial because I think running through this, it really um, gives you uh, like an example of like, it's like, like at Rana Park, how we had the raison d'etre for the school. So like always going back to the raison d'etre, the re reason for being, this is like a, a web three version of that. So like, how do you do this? But in a, in a sense that's um, important to individuals or to anyone else, um, but then sort of moving into a DAO type situation or a decentralized autonomous organization, um, having that, uh, raison d'etre or vocation um, journey, I think is really important. So I'll, I'll, I'll send out some uh, emails about it and then we can find some times where we can make it um, accessible to everybody, I think. Um, so the outcome of that could be as in, you know, what is a person's passion and where and what skill they can bring and what they yeah. want to work on within, within the School of Bitcoin and Stacks. Exactly, exactly right. So yeah, it's individual base and then community, like the, the broader community as well. And it's kind of what are we working working towards as a uh, as a community? And I yeah, I love it. I think I think, I think it's great in terms of um, including it as part of the days as well. So the decentralized autonomous education system, having that um, in there is is really important as well. I think so. Yes, the financial literacy, but also um, you know, kind of what do you want to work on? Because it's kind of what we've been working towards already. So like that, um, you know, problem-based learning, project-based learning piece, but it's it's uh, articulated really well. Um, I think I'm going to go through it on my own um, just to, to start with, just to see what the outcome is. We could all probably do that. Um, but then I think doing it as a group is going to be really cool as well. Um, so the other piece of news I had, um, and this is the last uh, thing I had, was the... Uh, I did some consulting for Digital Playhouse. This is pretty awesome, Gordon. You're going to be you're going to be uh, pretty blown away. Um, so for Chisholm specifically, so I got an email through. So at the moment, I'm doing my TAE, so I can um, <laughs> learn how to actually uh, write accredited curriculum. But um, Bavita reached out to me and asked me if I could be an advisor. Um, for the certification three in um, IT or ICT, and um, I learned a lot. So I learned a lot from from how the organisations work, um, sort of from the ground up. So all my suggestions were open source tech. So um, it sounds like they're going to um, incorporate a lot of them, which is is pretty cool. So obviously, like using Raspberry Pis, um, Citadel specifically. I thought that was it's a really cool open source piece of tech that, um, you know, you can get spinning up pretty quickly and you can learn a lot from that. Um, GitHub, because there's they're, like nobody's really teaching GitHub specifically. I thought that's really important. Um, and Bootstrap, so for, for web development. So like uh, websites that we have for, say, School of Bitcoin or um, the Stacks Australia, they're all Bootstrap websites. And I think that's the the... Students that were on our, um, going through that really got a lot out of it. Um, like Mahine in particular, she's she's really proficient now at um, building bootstrap websites and um, she's actually getting paid for it, which is amazing for a 13-year-old to be building building her own websites, selling her own business. Um, so that, that'd be really important for them to learn. Um, networking, um, sort of moving towards away from Cisco and towards like ubiquity networks, Python, obviously, um, blockchain and decentralized technologies and Linux, so open source technologies. Um, and I thought, obviously, Bitcoin, blockchain, 
IPFS, SHA-256 encryption, and Lightning Network. Um, and then my sort of, that was sort of for the uh, future crazy ideas. Um, and then my overarching ideas were basically like use of GitHub, um, students taking ownership and responsibility, one of their learning, but also of the network and stuff that they're developing. Um, and then experiencing like real world um, environments. So creating your own network, like we did at Marana at the, at the school, the kids run their own smart network and then building all cool stuff off that. So anyway, so that was the, the crux of it. But what I learned, and this is really interesting, um, and so yeah, we've got uh, Digital Playhouse officially on that on that document, Gordon, which is pretty awesome. Um, awesome, yeah. But what I learned, and this is this is fascinating, the big players, so Cisco, Microsoft, AWS, um, it's another big one. Um, Huawei, which is one of the companies that's that's embedded themselves. What they do, and this this is what I didn't understand. I'm like, well, why why wouldn't you be learning Linux like from the get go, right? Like, why why is everything sort of pushed towards Microsoft, and you know that's the be all and end all of of tech? Because like me me going through uh, my diploma and my degree, it was all kind of forced so like through these vendors, and I got into the real world. I'm like, oh, hang on, um, I've learned Cisco, and I'm going into when I worked for Catholic Ed. It was all HP networks. So I kind of had to unlearn everything and start from scratch. I was like, why didn't we learn any of this stuff? But what happens is they basically map the curriculum. So there's a, there's a mapping tool and these big players come in and go, oh, yes, all of our technologies map to this. So it's, it's not specifically saying like in the, um, in the documentation that you have to use like these tech but these big players come in and map it. So that's why you don't have any of the open source technologies involved with the curriculum from the, from the ground up. I was really blown away. I was like, oh, wow. Like the, the penny kind of dropped, like going through that. I can't add a suspicion, obviously, but it's, um yeah, it's really, really prevalent. So anyway, my recommendations for that were all open source tech <laughs> from the ground up. And I think it's super, super important, but. Yeah, so I was uh, I was really excited about that and happy happy to share with you. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had for today. I know we've got our meeting tonight, but I think the next uh, thing we need to action is definitely this Minecraft server. Eh? Let's uh, let's get that rocking ASAP. I'll I'll reach out to Tom. Have you have you got anyone, Virginia, that we could hit up for uh, like a server or to to kick things off? Um, I probably don't know anyone who could just straight up build it um, in terms of the server itself. Um, but definitely, I know people that would be willing to kind of jump in in terms of just like helping out with stuff once it's going. So, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, I'll, I'll work on getting it. It's, it's probably identify. Yeah, I mean, for me, it'd be from what I can see, it's identifying the parameters of the server that it'd be built on. Um, I'd certainly think, yeah, if, I mean, if Tom's a consultant and, and as well, if he, we need to pay him, I'll, I'll, I want to get it right. Because yeah. he obviously he obviously built it to be a large scale server. Yeah. Um, and what would be required. I mean, obviously, we'd have to use a cloud host, I think. Um, yeah. Or I, I've, we've got a server here, but it's only running one server for one Minecraft. We tried to load up two and it's not cutting it. <laughs> one, one of our two of our girls are building a, a game for about 20 kids to go in and have it's like a 
It's oh, like cool. an obstacle course. They've been building it for about six months. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll hit him up and um, yeah, see what we can get going. I think yeah, the sooner the better. But we can bring it up tonight. I think if um, if we can speak to Adam about that. Are you joining yeah, awesome. tonight, Gordon? Ah, uh, yeah, sure, I will. Cool. I also did a bit of research. Uh, well, I've got to do a bit more research in this uh, digital literacy license. Uh, I mentioned it the other day, um, and I saw something in one of my, you know, not mainstream chats about some uh, agenda about, you know, the, uh, yeah, about. I'm not sure if it's this license course. There's a digital literacy license course for Australia for teachers and students. And I was reading, uh, yeah, I need to do a bit of background work anyway as to who's actually funding it, who's behind it. It might be like a pretty big global project which is being rolled out, which will basically, you know, bring you all the students in line with the the new digital identity system for the, the globe rather than self, self-sovereign self identities. Um, so they are, it, it looks like there's a quite an organised, proficient machine rolling out to get all these kids into the digital system Yeah, with, with digital IDs. I'd have to pull up a post um, and we'll do a bit of research on it this week. So I think on our end, we need to look at really accelerating the decentralised digital identity systems and bring it into our learning as fast as we can as well, which yeah, is what we're all sort of working on. But they're, they're, I guess the, the, the mainstream system to go into central bank, bank digital currencies and into um, social crediting and the likes, I mean, yeah, they've got the foundations are all being laid quite rapidly. Yeah. Um, and it's like us creating a pipeline for entrepreneurs and pipeline for clarity coders um you know we've got our own pipeline going um but yeah having those tools like you were doing at Rurana Park Primary School I think is a really important thing definitely for us to to really be accelerating so not just right at what the as at the coalface right now um about getting devs and getting people using clarity and building dApps and the likes we've really got to work on this pipeline as well uh, yeah, Otherwise, there won't be a descent, the, you know, the, the centralized system will just, you know, dominate. Yeah. So I think we need both. It lo- looks like they might be based in Queensland, Gordon. Yeah. So I think um, behind it, I, I got some details on them. It was, it was too extensive, the course. It was like, wow, I, I, I don't even want to attempt to do it. I, and I don't want one of their digital licenses anyway, but it looked like it might be something they're trialing as to rolling out that you sort of have to have one. But I right. think if we looked into it in this blog, that in this copy that I read, it sort of um, came back to that, well, maybe it's the start of the digital identity system for kids. Yeah. Could be, could be for sure. Yeah, definitely. So I'll do a bit of research on that and report to us next week on it. But... That'd be awesome. That'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Cool as. All right, well, we might leave it there then. Um, thanks for joining everyone, and I'll, I'll see everyone again tonight, I suppose, for the, for the other meeting. Funny after looking at that. Um, just just showing how old I am, but it's okay. Um, a digital literacy, literacy license. Well, I remember many, many decades, well, several decades ago, when children were in about grade three, 
they could could maybe get a pen license. Pen license, yeah. <laughs> using crayons and pencils. If their writing was, you know, <laughs> they could get a pen license. I remember that. I remember that. Gosh. Dumb, isn't it? To I mean, it's important one skill to build, but. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Karen. Did you want to mention the the Menzies uh, project as well? Because that, that's really cool. Sure. Um, and the the Menzies the Menzies Foundation has an an now an emerging leaders program for young uh, young people aged between fifteen or seventeen who would like to explore more about what leadership is, um, how we can learn more about it, and. Um, develop their own skills and also things that they're working on that I think are important, but really in a broader frame. And partners with the Menzies Foundation for this project are um, the Ethics Centre in Sydney, well, the Ethics Centre, which is really important because when you look at leadership today, where does ethical leadership come into it? And what, is, what are values and why are they important? And an, another, another partner is AIM. Now, it's a mentoring organisation for Indigenous students, and they're very active in doing so many wonderful things. So working together with the Menzies Foundation, the young, young kids to have a chance to really explore these topics in different ways. Our applications are open now, and they'll probably close fairly soon. So definitely worth looking into. I um I tweeted tweeted that out um yesterday as well. So yeah, that's that's definitely I like the format too. Like it's something that we could probably replicate to a certain degree, I think, for the school of Bitcoin. Um with the yeah, lightning um payments for, for learners. I think that's really cool. And awesome. For applicants to apply um with a mini video of the the theme is power, a mini video on what does power mean to you? What is power? <laughs> I mean, that in itself is a really, really powerful provocation. It is. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Very cool. Uh, well, we might leave it there then, guys. And, um, yeah, I'll see everybody tonight with uh, – and I'll, I'll pursue some Minecraft stuff in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, – hopefully I've got Jimmy, my one of the boys in town, um, coming in today. So we'll have a chat as well. So yeah, let's work. This is fantastic. Thanks heaps, guys. Virginia, so much. So grateful yeah. to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much. Great to join. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Yeah. All right. Bye.